That's the word you're going to hear a lot here, equipping and empowering and drawing out those things that God has put in us and given us an opportunity to sow those back into the body of Christ. We know that those things have to happen organically, but as a church, capital C Church, I haven't seen a really good way for that to happen, and I think that's what this is. So this is very much about equipping and empowering and giving you an opportunity to give back to the body of Christ that which Christ has put in you. And I think this is going to be the perfect catalyst. I've heard Russell say we're not about curriculums, we're not about programs, we're about putting men together in a room and letting God do something amazing. And that gets me excited. So it's incredibly humbling to stand here in front of you guys uh, because I know the gifting that's here, I know the wisdom that's here. So it's just a pleasure to be here. I am just just want to say... Something about Russell. As, as I was sitting there that first night and he asked the question, why are you here? I was saying, pick me, pick me, pick me. I want to say why I'm here. And I'm here because Russell gets it. I don't know anybody who has been intentional, as intentional as he has been to sit down with men. We were at, um, it's a grind in Jackson Creek Parkway and we were sitting at a table and, and as we're talking, he said, you see that chair over there? He said, I own that chair. He said, I probably have 2,000 hours in that chair. So it's, it's just exciting to see him get the opportunity to, to step into this role and to create an environment where we can all flourish and grow together. So it's just such a privilege to see him doing that and the passion that he has. So um, it's exciting to see where this is going to go. So we're going to have a couple testimonies, and then we're going to hear from Pastor Garvin tonight. I'm really looking forward to that. So let's start uh, with Aaron. Do you want to come on up, Aaron? Thank you. Hello, gentlemen. My name's Aaron Dubs. Who am I? Well, I don't have a couple of hours to actually get into that, but I will give you a snapshot. I'm a single father of three. I have a 14-year-old daughter and then a nine- and two-year-old sons. I uh, was married for about 14 years that my wife and I were together. She came home from a business trip. And she commenced to tell me that uh, for the last 10 years she had been committing adultery and that we were pretty much done. Um, you know, that just rocked me to the core as it would any man, you know. Uh, you know, why am I here? Well, I look out here tonight and quite honestly the answer is I'm here for relationship with the men in this church. I'm here to fellowship. One thing that I've done in the last, since 2000, from 2000 to actually 2011, I really didn't fellowship in this church. I came on and off and things that way. And I realize now, from June until now, that by reaching out my hand and saying hello has made all the difference in the world, in this church, with me, with my children, with everything in my life, by getting to know men just like you. That's why I'm here. That's a big reason why I'm here. But I'm also here because, just like Russell says, and I've heard so many of you say, the men in our church are hurting. The men in our community are hurting. The men in this nation are hurting. The men in this world are hurting. And how do we take care of that? We take care of that one man at a time. We go out there and we reach out. I've got a couple things that I would like to share with you. One is I'm bringing kind of a secular thing in here. Now, John, I don't know if John's here tonight, but he's the only one who's heard me actually say this, uh, what I'm about ready to say. Ivan Pavlov was a scientist who has quite a few different theories, you know, backed up by data that he's done and everything. One of them was a study of a bear. 
And this bear they took and they put on a chain, you know, 10, 20 feet long, however long it was. Then they put him inside of a cage. Every day, this, you know, keeper would come in, feed him in the exact same spot. This bear would get up, you know, run over to this spot, eat, or well, walk, whatever. Bears are pretty lazy by nature. We all know that. Then he'd come back over and, hey, he's fed. He's happy. You know, every day for five years this happened. Well, they said, okay, in the study, let's take the chain off. See what he does. Well, keeper comes in every day, does the same thing, puts the food over here. This bear gets up, goes over, eats that food, comes back over, and, hey, being pretty lazy by nature, once again, you know, pretty simple day, you know, pretty easy going, everything's going right, everything's happening, no big deal. Well, after about another five years, they went ahead and removed the bars. And in removing those bars, it's kind of wild that, you know, the keeper would come in and he'd do the same thing. This bear, what does he do? Instead of wandering out, you know, because he's free now, and going out and exploring the world and doing other things, he does the exact same thing continuously. Goes over, sits down, eats, gets up, comes back over, sits down. Same thing. So 15 years go by. He's doing the exact same thing the whole entire time. Well, if we break that out, we break that into our regular lives, and we think about what we do in faith, how we walk with God, how we walk with Jesus, the things that we do continuously, how can we break out of that mold? It's not just about work. It's about how we can do things differently. How can we do things? Hi, sir, my name's Aaron, and you are? You know, make a friend, fellowship. Get your name out there and learn who they are. That's the biggest thing. People love to talk about themselves. Absolutely love to talk about themselves. Get that dialect opened up. That's a huge thing. The second thing, I've got something to read here for you real quick. Um, this is from Sarah Young out of 40 Days with Jesus, a little devotional. I am the risen one who shines upon you always. You worship a living deity, not some idolatrous man-made image. Your relationship with me is meant to be vibrant and challenging as I invade more and more areas of your life. Do not fear change, for I am making a new creation. With old things passing away, new things continually on the horizon. When you cling to old ways and sameness, you resist my work within you. I want you to embrace all that I am doing within your life, finding your security in me alone. It is easy to make an idol of routine finding security within boundaries you build around your life. Although each day can, contains 24 hours, every single one presents unique sets of circumstances. Don't try to force fit today into yesterday's mold. Instead, ask me to open your eyes so I can find all I have, or so you can find all I have prepared for you in this precious day of your life. Pretty awesome stuff. I have a fire burning in me, and I see that in a lot of you. A fire to know what is out there for us, what God is calling us to do, each and every one of us. And if we can actually take that walk, and instead of sitting on the couch, clicking the clicker or whatever, that's why we're all here tonight. And it's pretty awesome because we care. We love. God's love is amazing, I'm finding out. 
Gentlemen, once again, Aaron Dubs, thank you. Thanks, Aaron. That's a good word. There you go. It's all good. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing that excites me the most about this. I know that you guys are here because you've got something that you want to give. And that's what this is about. So um, thank you for that. Jordan, you want to come? Thanks, Gary. Hi, good evening, guys. Hey, I just wanted to just share briefly how someone made a difference in my life and how it really helped me in a time where I really needed it the most. Uh, I grew up in church. My folks are great, you know, believers. They do missions work. Um, so I had grown up in this great atmosphere, um, grown up in an international cross-cultural kind of lifestyle with him, I always felt like God had something unique or special, but some way to use those gifts that he was slowly developing in me. Um, so you think, you dream, you know, you try to dream big. And, uh, you know, a couple years back, uh, you know, moved to Colorado Springs, uh, was, was dating a girl long distance at the time, and she moved here and said, I'm going to be in Colorado Springs, and if I didn't come, I was probably going to lose her. So it was a pretty much a no-brainer at that point. So came out, and then uh, shortly afterward got married. So my wife, Mindy, and I have been here just about eight years here in the Colorado Springs area. Been coming to New Life ever since, and uh, and thankful for that. And uh, it was that process uh, began as a teacher a couple of years back, and was really, truly enjoying that. I uh, had the privilege of teaching some of your children, Gary, Jason, some others here, uh, and just really getting to know folks in the community. But I felt like they reflect back on something like in First Timothy chapter four. You hear like, "Don't neglect the gifts that you know have been imparted to you when the elders laid hands on you, and you know just the things that God has put in your heart, those things that have been prophesied and so forth." So, you know, you just think about it and say, what, "What's what's out there? What you know? What what does God really have? Purpose? All those different topics." So, uh, I decided to take a step away from teaching uh, in faith to work for. Uh, basically an international Christian organization here in town. And that was my heart's desire. I'd been, you know, applying for years and just doing my best to, to lay a foundation to do that. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize it, but I, I stepped away from a perfectly normal, fine job, uh, in the middle of 2008. And then I started looking for a job, you know, in the fall of 2008. And none of us truly knowing what was going to happen at that point. So, uh, needless to say, uh, you know, Couple months into that fall, I'm just looking around and saying, "Wow, you know, did I make a, a bad decision, or you know, what happened here?" And um, I, I, through some friends, had met a gentleman that that really came alongside me that fall. And you know, he didn't have all of the answers, to be honest, but you know, I, I realized that he cared. And he came alongside and said, "Hey, I've got a business. If you want to come work with me, uh, you know, it's not the most glamorous stuff, but hey, just come. We'll get you something to do." And so, you know, went from a teaching job to you know, just doing stuff I never thought I would, I mean, to be honest. But, hey, it was paying the bills, it was getting by, uh, you know, even though barely getting by. So uh, through that, I, I just felt really frustrated because you reflect back, you know, you know, just God saying, don't neglect those gifts or don't forget that. And, and I really felt, you know, one of the most kind of miserable seasons in life, to be honest, because it's like, what did I do to my wife? You know, I stepped away from a perfectly fine job. We had taken a risk and together we started a business. So she was running a business, not even taking a paycheck at the time so it could build up. 
And then, um, then you really start to doubt and say, you know, what in the world? Uh, but in that time, you know, this guy came alongside of me. He encouraged me. He asked me questions I'd never, you know, never had anybody else ask. You know, you think about stuff yourself, but asking me questions, you know, just how do you see yourself? What, you know, as, as an administrator, as a leader, as this, or you know, as a father in the future and so forth. And, and, and I never found that much of it was really awkward or like, you know, anything like that. There was no inappropriate questions or things, but they were challenging questions really to get me thinking, um, and stirring up those gifts that God was trying to put inside of me. And so, um, I really appreciated that season. It, you know, it went a bit longer than I hoped because I mean, my wife and I would pray every night and pray, God, we know you have a purpose. We know you have a plan. Uh, but man, what is it? <laughs> you know, and that, I mean, seriously, that was about a year and a half. And so, um, through that process, uh, I think more than anything, God was fine tuning who I was on the inside, you know, and I had six years of, you know, graduate, postgraduate studies. But if I wasn't tuned in in the right way and who I truly was with self identity and the way God had truly created me to be, um, you know, a degree doesn't really do much with, if you have turmoil on the inside, to be honest. So I thank God for that because it took a guy who just took the time and was intentional and said, Hey, um, let's hang out. Let's work together. Let's rub, rub elbows in what we do. And through that, that drastically helped me. I mean, I can't, I, I can't say it enough. And so, um, after that, I mean, I even stepped to another, um, part, I mean, another job with, you know, really kind of meager, uh, almost minimum wage, to be honest. And then you're just saying, you know, God, what's going on? You know, I, I'm going to give it my best. Um, you know, a few months into that, I got the call, I got the opportunity and I, I got the job that I was hoping for. And really God created that job out of nowhere. Um, and so it was a brand new position I was created. Um, so, you know, with that, I saw that God had his hand in that all the time, just waiting for that exact right timing because the Jordan that would have joined that team, you know, a year and a half earlier wasn't the Jordan that showed up when the time was right. And so it took that man, you know, pulling some of that out in my life, um, as well as, you know, really just reflecting back on the word and, uh, through other relationships to, to really better understand who God had created me to be. And so, uh, you know, with that, I, the thing I love about new life and being here is you can look around and just seven, eight years, I see guys, again, who's, I've had the privilege to teach your children, um, you know, had guys in which we've been in the thorn together, guys who've kissed me on the cheek and betrayed me in a garden, you know, it's a bad joke, but, but, you know, we have, I mean, other, other experiences. There's, um, I've got, you know, buddies here I went to college with, um, you know, I've got neighbors here. Um, literally, you know, we could share life together. And so in all of that, you know, not each of us have strengths or areas, or maybe there's a table where we're drawn more to, to, to give out, or maybe there'll be a table one night where we want to, to just take some time. You know, it's that night, that kind of month, that kind of season where we want to receive or just glean from someone else. Um, but I think the beautiful thing of what I'm sensing from the net is, you know, you don't have to be an expert in that area. But if you care, if you take some time to be, you know, to really get to know someone, um, to, to potentially, you know, if, if it's the right kind of click with somebody and do something beyond, you know, the walls of the church here, that's what that guy did for me. And, it, you know, it made a world of difference. And, uh, and you know, if, if you're at the fatherhood table and somebody comes to you or, you know, you just have a discussion, it doesn't mean you have to have all the answers, but you might know somebody here that you can connect them with. And so... 
I'm loving the setup. I'm loving the ideas. I'm loving the way it's looking like we can connect through this because um, we can really equip and, you know, spur each other on to better things and to be better men, to be better dads, to be better husbands. Um, and, and at the same time, we don't have to be the pros. And the guys who are here helping coordinate and everything, they've got some great experience. And, and, and there will be somebody here amongst us who can help us figure out how to further equip each other. So super happy to be here. And thank God that um, I get to be a part of the family here with you guys. Thank you, Jordan. You are the experts. Jordan, you are an expert. Seriously. My son, my oldest son, uh, was at TCA when Jordan was was teaching him, and my son still talks about some of the things that Jordan taught him, and some of them were actually part of the curriculum. <laughs> what he learned from a man like Jordan are things like character and stability and, and, and being somebody that you can count on and trust. You are the experts. I, you know, I've said for a long time, I know I look like I'm 16. You know, you ought to try being in financial services when you're 22 years old and you look like you're 13. It's awfully hard to sit down with a 60-year-old and plan his retirement. I've been cursed with that my whole life. I'm 46 years old, and I've, got a, I've shed some blood, and I've, a lot of water has gone under my bridge as well. But one of the things that I've learned and what I try to impart to young men all the time is that I think God takes us places under false pretense very often. Ten years ago, I found myself in Bible college thinking that I went to learn about worship, and what I found out was God took me there to teach me about sonship. And so Jordan made a choice, thinking that what it was going to be like, and God had a completely other design. And so if you're here tonight, and you think you came here for a reason, maybe to receive or to give, there's I love that very first night when Russell pulled somebody, pointed somebody out in, 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 the, in the crowd and said, this person needs help starting a business, I think it was, but they're hitting it out of the park as a dad of girls. And that's where we're all at. We're all in a season of life where we need things and what, we're, what we've all gone through enough life that we can bring something. So there's something to give and there's something to glean. So you are the expert. If you've walked down that road, you have something to impart, and I don't want to steal the thunder for later because uh, it's going to be amazing. Um, equipping and empowering. That's, that's the big idea. That's what this is all about. So um, I don't have a whole lot to say like, uh, like Russell does, so we're way ahead of schedule. I'm just trying to stall here a little bit. Um, but I think we're just going to plow ahead because I think the more time that we have around these tables, that's what this is about. It's about a catalyst so that you can give and glean. So I think let's just go ahead, and uh, we're going to have an incredible privilege. I, I've heard Pastor Brady several times invite us, the men of New Life Church, to help him pastor this this church, and that is a huge privilege. It's a responsibility, but we all have experiences we can bring to bear on that. And the other thing that I, I am so proud when I go to these guys morning out or the guys night out, I hear Pastor Brady several times say, I'm submitted to somebody who's down the, the road a little further than I am. And who's, he was returning, referring to is Pastor Garvin. And so I've learned that when I'm sitting in a room with an elder or somebody who's a little further down the road or even somebody younger than me, if somebody's speaking, I have a notebook and I have a pen. And even if I've heard it uh, a dozen times, I'm still taking some notes. And I'd encourage you, anytime you're here or anywhere for that matter, and somebody is, is speaking the wisdom that they've gleaned, man, I would encourage you to take notes. Those things that explode in your spirit that he's going to say tonight. So what a privilege we have to be able to be uh, um, addressed by the man who our senior pastor is submitted to. So please welcome 
Pastor Garvin. Well, good evening, guys. Hope you're doing well. You know, I don't know how you feel sometimes, but uh, I remember when I was playing sports, there comes a time when you talk and you prepare, and there comes a time that I'm ready to get on the field and play. And I think we've, last couple of weeks, we've been building it up to where we've talked, we've cast vision, and I'm ready to launch this and get it going. And you're the men that I'm looking forward to doing it with. You know, when I look around here, guys, I see I see talent and giftings that we could take over a third world country tonight and run it tomorrow. That's just what I see out here. You know, I really, I mean that. There's an incredible amount of talent here and gifting. So uh, I'm privileged to be uh, among you in that. So, well, what I want to do tonight before I get started is to talk. When, you know, Scripture tells us this, that don't withhold good when it's in your hand to do that. And compliments don't cost a lot. They cost breath, and uh, that's about it. So I want to compliment somebody tonight. He didn't say anything to it, but Gary Troby, I want to talk about him just a minute that, you know, everybody out here, when I look out here, there's a story. Uh, you've walked miles and uh, encountered things, and I, and I love to hear stories because everybody has a story. Everybody has a testimony. But Gary, the last year and a half, I've got to know him well in this way, that there's, there was a church in Lyman, Colorado, that had a tragic accident uh, with the senior pastor and his daughter, and they were killed about a year and a half ago. And they, they were without a pastor to know what to do, and so uh, they approached New Life. And so, anyway, Gary graciously went there and has been serving there as an interim senior pastor for the last year and a half, has walked them through a lot of issues and helped form some things over there. They looked at New Life Recovering, and we've been working with them. And we're at the point now where we're ready to place a, a, another pastor there. But I just want to say good job, Gary, that you'd never you know, know that, that, that he's done that. He's carried the weight, traveled back and forth uh, from there and loved those people and helped them through a tough time. And New Life is going to be doing more of that in the future. We are. We're, we look forward to helping churches grow and tell them what we've learned. And uh, we look forward to that. So, well, let's launch into this, guys, tonight. Enough talk. Let's get down. To, I want to give you some things tonight that... You know, next week we we launch the net, and it's going to be a great adventure. It really is, and I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to talk to you tonight about what you need in your pack for us to launch next week. And I'm going to talk about five things. And a lot of these things are already there. I just want to draw them out tonight. We're going to talk about those because we're ready to go. If you've done backpacking and camping and stuff like that, what you put in your pack is important. You know, many times you, you found out this, you pack things in there you really didn't need, and you just have to carry it. Well, I want to say tonight that God's already invested some things in you, and you're ready. And I just want to draw those out tonight to let you know what those are. So I'm going to do some PowerPoint here tonight. This is what five things you need in your pack. And uh, I want to talk about those tonight. The first one that everybody in here has, and some of these, it's like, if well, I don't feel like I have that. It's there. We may need to develop that just a little bit, but it's there. The first thing that you have that we're going to need next week that you're going to need and I'm going to need is, is number one, is a, is a testimony. And everybody in here has a testimony. And there's a scripture there that says this. It's in uh, Revelation 12, 9. It says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives unto death. And it says this, that we're overcomers when we have a testimony. And everybody in here, I don't know what your encounter, when it was with Christ, but you had an encounter. You have a testimony. And there's going to be maybe young men, old men that come around that need to hear that about how did you accept Christ? What did he do? Did you, did you feel, how did you feel? What, what were the, the boundaries of that? What, what happened in your life? And everybody in here, do you remember when you accepted Christ? You know, I do very vividly. 
I remember really when the power of the Holy Spirit came into my life. That changed a lot of things. But you have a testimony, and everybody needs to give that. You overcome by giving a testimony. The only way to become an overcomer is to have trials. And we've heard that from Aaron and Jordan tonight, that everybody in here, you've had trials. And you've overcome that, and that's your testimony. When Christ came into your life, he made changes. He changed the way you thought, the way you saw things and that. And other people need to hear that. And, guys, sometimes we forget about this, of where we come from. And you telling your testimony to somebody at your table, here's what Christ did to me, may help them because it's like they're brand new. They've never heard that. It's like, man, I, I need that. And we're going to get all kinds that come in. So I'm looking forward to that. So your your testimony is powerful in helping others overcome and uh, we're going to be doing that. The second thing that's in your your pack that's already there is your experiences. And we've heard that tonight. Here's what uh, the reference we have up, up there is Matthew 16, 9 through 10. It says, you do not still understand. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Do you, don't you remember the five loaves and the, and, and the 5,000, how many baskets you gathered? Verse 10 says, seven loaves for the 4,000, how many baskets were gathered? And Jesus was telling those guys, guys, we've had experiences, and you forgot what we've learned from that. And I'm just drawing that out of you. Well, guys, here tonight, I'm looking around here, and there is a huge amount of experiences in here. I'll use this analogy. We've all, we're all on a journey, and some of us are just beginning it. Some of us have, are on mile marker 15. Some of you guys and myself, maybe we're on mile marker 750. We've traveled a long way. You've had experiences. You've learned something from your experiences, and those qualify you to give back. You, know, you think about this, that, you know, how did Christ help you through those situations? What did you learn? And I, as I listen to Jordan and Aaron tonight, that, you know, I, I haven't been through a divorce, Aaron. I hadn't been through that. But what you've learned, you need to record that because somebody's going to come here that needs to hear what you have to say. If they've been through that, they're hurting. What do I do? I don't know what to, to think or anything like that. And I'm going to send them to you. That's what I'm going to do. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Jordan. You know, been out of work for a long time. How many guys are going to come here that's been looking for jobs for a long time? And it's like, I haven't been down that road. Jordan has. And so I'm going to send them to Jordan because of his experiences. And by the way, you know, Jordan played Jesus in the thorn, and he moved to our neighborhood. So Jesus lives in my neighborhood. Just thought I'd tell you guys that. We're excited about that. You know, God has taught you through your encounters. You know, and you've heard Pastor Brady say this, a faith that hadn't been tested can't be trusted. And I'm looking around in here, and some of you men, you know, I just see stories already on your face that what you have been through, you know, it's like it's been tested. It's proven. You can trust God. I know what I've been through in my life with twins and surgeries and debt and things like that. I can look in my rearview mirror and say, God is faithful. And I know there's many of you out here that you're the same way, that you can look back at an experience that you encountered, and you know that God is faithful. He was faithful to see you through that. You may not have known what he was doing until you go through that, and then you look back and say, wow, that's what he was doing. That's the way he usually deals with me in my life. He doesn't tell me all the details when I'm going through it, but when I get through it and look back, I say, wow, that's that's what he was doing. That's how faithful he's been. So in here, everybody's had experiences that you've learned from. You know, you've learned about marriage, money, kids, trust, prayer, wisdom, making decisions, work, cars, faith, manhood, and brotherhood. And everybody in here can give back in that way. You've got experiences, and that qualifies you to lead. It does. The next thing is relationships. Scripture says this, that uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty four. I love this Scripture. A man who has many friends must first show himself friendly. And I think Aaron hit that on the head tonight. 
What we want to do when people come in here, we want to build an atmosphere to where relationships can be birthed and started. And how does that start? It, it starts by someone going and speaking to somebody. That is so important. I hear this all the time about people coming to New Life. It's a big place. I don't know anybody, but I see them sitting on the end of a chair and they never move. And I usually try to encourage them, well, why don't you get up and go introduce yourself? You know, it's like, that's what scripture says. If you're going to have friends, you must first show yourself friendly. And how many times do we walk around and see somebody sitting there and they're giving off the air that they're not going to be friendly? Well, I want this place when men come in here on Wednesday night that we're aggressive to go say hello. You know, you've heard the story about how I met Brady, and it was because he walked in and didn't know anybody, and I wouldn't introduce myself to him. How much more when people come in here that they're going to, some of them, it's like it's a big church. You know, it is, and they don't know anybody, and they walk in. Which one of us maybe is going to go over and say, hey, my name is, is Garvin. Well, I'm glad that you're here. And that may just start something. That touched Aaron. Somebody came and introduced himself to him. So we want to build relationships here. You know, I know what that's like to, to come to a place and know, not know anybody. I was at a church in, in Amarillo, Texas for 30 years, and the Lord began to change some things. And I knew that uh, it was time to, my time was up. The Lord made that clear. I didn't know where we were going, what we're going to be doing. And the next thing I know, I'm in Colorado Springs. I'm at New Life Church. And I look around, and I don't know anybody. I mean, I know Brady Boyd, and that's it. I don't know anybody. And as this scripture really does come to my mind, it's like, now, who's, am I expecting people to come to me? And I know that my position as a pastor is a little different. I understand that. But it's like, yes, I made a concerted effort. I'm going to go start meeting people. You know, I met many guys in here tonight. I'm going to go shake a hand. I'm going to go walk around and start seeing people. You guys, here's a scripture that I love, and I'm going to give it to you because you really are. You know, Pastor Brady wants you to help pastor the men of New Life Church. Here's what it says in Proverbs 27, 23. Know well the condition of your flock. Pay attention to your herd. And there's only one way that you know that, the condition of your herd. you got to get out and walk among them. Do you know that? you got to get out there among them. And I want us in here to be aggressive when we see men come in that we don't let them walk around and wander around because you may be the one to go introduce yourself that can help them to the next, to the next relationship where they need to be. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. What I think it was Aaron or Jordan alluded to that you don't have to be everything to everybody. That's what a community is so important. It's so important to build relationships and start that, that community. Discipleship happens the best in a community. Number four that's in your pack that you're going to need that's already there is resource. Let me read this. This talks about this in, in Habakkuk chapter 2. Does that like sound like a Jewish chewing tobacco to you, Habakkuk? You got any Habakkuk? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just always thought that. Well, here's what it says. Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run with you. Well, guys, I want to say this in here. Your life is a resource. Did you know that? It really is. What you've done, the experiences you've been, you've had, uh, you're a resource. But here's something I want to challenge everybody in here to do that, you know, I've been around ministry for 30 years and, uh, I've heard a lot of sermons, a lot of teachings. And, uh, most of them it's like, it's what, what did I ever do with those? Well, many, many years ago, I started doing this. I started keeping everything that I could as a resource because the principle is this, that leave a trail, leave something that somebody else can follow. And so I began to put together resource. Every men's event that I went through, every sermon that I heard, I began to write those things down because, guys, let me tell you what, a disciple takes notes. Did you know that? And you're going to find out this. If you don't write it down, write it off. You know what I'm saying? It's because you hear something and you forget it just like that. And so it's important to begin to put resources together. Why not to leave for somebody else? And here's something that uh, I want to encourage you to do. Uh, 
if you hadn't already started doing that, is that begin to put things together down in a notebook or a, or a, a disc or something like that to leave somebody else. I've done this for, for 30 years, and I brought show and tell here tonight to kind of show you something that uh, I've kept this. This is from 12 years of men's ministry in Amarillo, and I put all that together, took notes and all that. There's 12 years' worth of stuff in there. And uh, this is probably the same thing. And I've got two or three, four of these notebooks like this that, that I put together. It's just stuff over the years that I've read. I took notes, uh, good teachers, things like that. And before I came up here, I had my AA, before I left Amarillo, I had her put that on a disc. And she put that on there. And there is thousands and thousands and thousands of teachings on this disc. And so what I've started doing this, I did this before I left. The young men and the older men that I began to mentor, if you will. And some of you are going to be mentors in here. And we're not going to have time to get in that tonight. But uh, what I did, I took that disc and uh, see if I can find it. What I do is I sit down with that young man or that, that person. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give this to you, and this is my life, and I'm going to leave a trail. And you'll always have something to teach. You'll always have to, some, something to go back to and pull out if you need a resource on some, certain things. Here's that. But here's my charge to you. I want you to add to it and give it away to another man just like I did you. And, guys, that's what we start doing. And so these are in Vietnam. They're in India. They're in uh, all over the place. I'm just saying that, getting those things out. And so I want to encourage you in that that you are a resource. And I look around here, and there is a deep well of resource of what you've been through. Begin to take notes, write those things down so that others can can run with that. I want to uh, to say this to you, that um, you don't have to know everything. You may get a, a question at your table that you don't know the answer. And you know what I say when I get asked something? I've been in ministry for 30 years. I've got a couple of degrees in that. I still get questions that people ask me something. You know what I tell them? I don't know. I really don't know. And they look at me, well, you're a pastor. It's like you ought to know everything, you know. And it's like I don't. Yeah, but I, I do tell them this. I'll get back with you as soon as I find out. I'll find somebody that knows. Guys in here, what I want you to understand, if you get something at your table that you don't know, just be honest with somebody. I don't know. I'll find somebody that does. You know, Romans tells us this. It's in uh Romans 12, 3, it says, to each man is given a measure of faith. I know what I'm good at and what my measures are and what I'm not good at. And that's when I look for people that know more about something than I do. There's certain issues that I just, I'm not, I'm not good at addressing. I'm not. I'll just be honest with you in that. So if you are asked a question that you don't know, well, then look around in here and there, there's great resources. There may be someone that is exactly that uh, can help that person with that. Okay. The last thing that let's go here. Number five is that uh, it's really a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And many of you men, that's already taken place. That, that, that's, that's in you. Here's what John 14, 26 says this. I love this scripture. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom will, whom will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all the things that I said to you. Well, there's two things I want to point out what that scripture says. The Holy Spirit will do this. He will teach you all things, and that's literally the truth. He will teach you what you don't know. And also, it says there, he'll bring to your remembrance also. Well, man, let me tell you what. If you read Scripture and you put it in at any time, the Holy Spirit can call that out at any time, but you have to put that in. Yeah, I found that out. And sometimes I'll be talking with someone, it's like, where's that Scripture? And the Holy Spirit will pull it up just like that, and I'll, I'll know where to go. And that's a promise that he makes. And I'm just going to be honest with you. The Holy Spirit will teach you about anything. Did you know that? He really will. 
If you're, you're in a situation where you don't know what to do or somebody's asking you a question, I just encourage you to say, Holy Spirit, help me. I don't know what to tell them. And he will. He really will. This is honest truth. Uh, one time I was working on my car. And that was a dangerous thing. And I was underneath there and I'd taken some oil pan off or something and I'd lost a, a screw underneath there and I could not find that. I was getting a little frustrated and I was looking around and I thought, you know, okay. I said, Holy Spirit, you're the greatest mechanic that ever walked the earth or here. And you know where that, that stupid screw is, so could you help me? And I felt the little voice say, look to your left. I thought, I looked to the left, and there it was, right there. And I thought, wow, if he's interested in mechanical things, just think how much more he's interested in people. And he really is. So you, you ask, and he'll let you know. Ask and listen. And here's something I want to encourage you, too, is that when we begin to mingle and, and uh, meet at tables, and uh, we leave and go about our business the next day, and I'll, you get up, and you're driving down the road and somebody pops in your mind, that's the Holy Spirit bringing that person to your memory. You know, call them. Call and check on them. And you'll be amazed at what what will happen when you call and they say, man, I'm going through this. I'm so glad that you called. But that's the Holy Spirit. How do we know His voice? You begin to act on that. You begin to know when it's the Holy Spirit. I can't tell you how many times that I've thought about somebody during the day and I've called them and it's spot on because they needed a call that day. Or I hadn't seen somebody in a while. I thought, well, I'll just call and check on them. I hadn't seen them in a while. The Holy Spirit will do that because he cares about people. You know, also, the, I believe the word is, is time dated. And then how many times have you read a scripture a hundred times and, and never caught something and then read it one time and there it is. It just jumps out at you. I believe the Lord is a good steward of his word. And when we're ready to receive that, you'll get the revelation you need. You know that? And he'll show you that. He really will. That's the Holy Spirit. He'll teach you things. He'll give you recall if you put it in. He'll recall it out. And men in here, I know many of you, it's like this. I, all I know is that over here at Buena Vista in 1974, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I was raised Nazarene, never heard of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we get the Holy Spirit when we're saved, but the filling and the abundance and the overflow comes. We've got to ask for that. And I remember that uh, I went on a retreat, ski retreat, and uh I remember seeing this group that I went with. They had something that I wanted. I'd never seen a fire, a zeal, a passion for the Lord, and I asked them about that. They walked me through Scripture. I prayed, and I'll never forget what happened. My life changed around when I was 21 years old. It really did. I had the authority, the power to really serve the Lord, to overcome. And in, in you and here, I don't know how many of you have ever prayed that prayer, and maybe you know you're walking strong with the Holy Spirit, maybe you're not. We get around the tables and if you'd ever have, just ask that. Holy Spirit, fill me with your power and see what happens. We all need that power as we minister. We really do. I could not live strongly for the Lord without the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, let me uh, pull up, if you would, that prayer. Here's something, guys, I want to uh, encourage us each week to, to pray before we come here. And it, I think it will really help. Is number one, we pray this. I want to cooperate with what you're doing tonight, Lord. The Holy Spirit. The next thing, lead me to the man who needs my help. That's a divine appointment. And the next, grant me insight and wisdom as I teach and minister and lead tonight. If you can, you know, we'll print this out for you if you need it. We'll probably put it on the web. But it's something that all of us are praying every week, and let's see what God does. Man, I want to tell you this. Every Sunday, I try to pray that prayer. Today at New Life Church, there's someone that needs me to go talk to them. And I begin to walk around. I do. I just begin to walk around. And nine times out of ten, if I'm drawn to somebody and it's not their name written on their forehead or glowing something above there, you know, that can happen, but it, not very often. But if I'm, I'm looking out there and it's like I see somebody and I'm drawn to them, I'll go talk to them. And nine times out of ten, this has happened. This is the first time I've, I'm at New Life. I've, I don't know anybody. I'm new here. And it's like, well, I'm, 
I'm glad that I'm, I've come to talk to you. So begin to develop that sensing and that if you're drawn to somebody, go talk to them. You know, like that. I, that's all I can do. That's what the Holy Spirit does. But if you pray this, see what he does. And I think he'll amaze us with what, what he does. Well, guys, what we're going to do, we've, we're, uh, I like to finish a little early. I like to give guys time to linger and hang around. And what we're going to do, Gary's going to come back up. But those five things that each one of us in here have, that you have that, I hope I stirred you up a little bit tonight about that. You have a testimony. Man, you really do. And you need to give that. You have experiences that other men need to hear and draw from. You have relationships that are built here and also those that are yet to be formed in that. Uh, those are coming. You have resource to give, and it's your life and your experiences. Write those things down. And last, it's that you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And if you've got those, I mean, let me tell you what, there anything that can't happen here on Wednesday nights, then men get help and minister. They get healthy and whole, and they get discipled in that. So, well, anyway, I hope this will help, guys. You know, dig those things out of your pack, and let's go to work next week, okay? Brilliant in its simplicity. That's what I kept thinking. You know, I've been to Bible college, and I've sat under some amazing teachers, and I've I've heard people teach the depth of Scripture, and I know that Pastor Garvin can do that. But as we're sitting here tonight, could it have been any more simple than that? And as we heard Aaron and, and Jordan both just share from their heart, it, it's brilliant in its simplicity. And so what you saw modeled here in these three men is really what we're looking for, is for you to bring those experiences that you've paid dearly for, and you paid dearly for them. And so just invest them back in. It's incredible. And I, I loved what, what he started out with. There's enough wisdom in this room to take over a third world country. I think that's absolutely true. And, and the thing that I thought of and, and that idea that scripture is time stamped, I think that's true. That's happened to me so many times. But the one that keeps coming back to me as, as, as that's kind of been a, a driving thing in my own ministry. Anytime I've had opportunity to, to be in a leadership position in a ministry is 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. I learned that when I was in college, a secular college, a brand new baby Christian, never been discipled before. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.2 says, these things that I've taught you in the presence of faithful men, teach also to faithful men. That's what we ought to be about. These things that you've learned around faithful men that we've been blessed to be around, teach also to faithful men. And that's who's going to be drawn here, people that need what you have. So um, I'm excited to see where this is going to go. So as we get ready to, to break up into these discussion groups, um, two questions I want you to write down. Of the five things that we just heard, testimony, experiences, relationship, resource, and a relationship with the Holy Spirit, of those five things, which one of these, and this is what, when we break up into tables, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, and then when we break up, two things, which one of these or which one or two or three or maybe all five are, of these things do I already have? And which of these things do I need to develop? Maybe you've got, we all have resources, we all have a testimony, but maybe we don't have relationships. Maybe that's something that I need to develop. I've been in this church eight years. For the first five years, I was with the traveling ministry, so I was only here about three or one weekend a month. So it was difficult for me to have those relationships. And since then, I've traveled a bit, and then I've been in Lyman for the last 15 months. So as I look around this room, there's several of you that I know um, from personal experience, and the rest of you I know have a ton of wisdom just because people have said that, and I've seen the way that you've interacted with one another and the way that we have to make you come sit down. That's a good thing. But relationships is something that I need to develop, not because I don't know how, just because I haven't been around. So that's something. So what are those things? Two things. But let's uh, 
Can we go to the next slide up here? I know I've, I've ignored you all night. I apologize. You're doing a great job back there. Thank you, by the way. So the next slide um, from the, the initial ones, the welcome to the net uh, PowerPoint. So the second one is about equipping and empowering. That's what we're about. And so as we, we come to these tables, yeah, a word of encouragement and a word of equipping. So as if you're leading the table, if you're at a table, the idea is that you bring a word of encouragement and then a word of, of equipping. So the word of encouragement is something that an experience that you've got, a testimony, just relay something that you've walked through. It doesn't have to be deep. It can be. If, if you've got some revelation on a passage of Scripture or or a particular, maybe you've done a word study that, that, re, that applies to the topic that you're talking about, bring that. So what is that word of encouragement? And then also a word of equipment, equipping. What do I do with it? The Bible is half theology and half application. And so we need to keep that balance in mind. So when you're at these tables leading the discussions, make sure that you impart wisdom, but then also an action point. What can I do with that? I'm meeting with a young man and, and, uh, he's saying, you know, I just, I'm having a hard time, my wife, whatever. And, and so just a, a, here's a quick thing. Go into your cell phone and put in a bunch of, of, uh, encouragements to her. I don't know if you can still do this with cell phones. I can't do it with my iPhone, but I used to be able to put in, uh, pieces of encouragement, honest things. Not, not just compliments. Compliments are good, but substantive things about her. Who has God created her to be? What giftings? And then I would just send them to her throughout the week. And I, if there's one thing that helped us build our marriage when we were young, I believe that's it. And that was just something that somebody who's a little further down the road encouraged me to do. And I just applied my cell phone to that logic. So there's an action point. That's what we're talking about. Word of equipping. And then a word, or a word of encouragement, word of equipping. And here's the topics. So eight tables in a semicircle around here. And the topics, um, again, these things are going to be addressed. I don't know that we're going to get through all of them by May, but the idea is we're going to, we're going to address a lot of these topics between now and May. And then we're going to take a break over the summer and re, retool, re-equip, take a look at what worked, what things didn't work, what things need to go away, what things do we need to replace those with. And then we're going to come back in the fall again with both barrels loaded. And the idea is to have a website in place as well. So not only a community here eyeball to eyeball, but a community online so that we can engage every type of learner, every type of uh, personality and be able to put these ideas on the web. So again, consider your story. What have you walked through? What things have you paid dearly for that you're going to be able to bring to the table? And then the second one is within each of these. If you go to the next slide, the next uh, within each of those, there's going to be subcategories. So we're going to break all these down and unpack them. So just be thinking about and praying about what has God put in me? What are those giftings that God has put in me? What, what, when I'm in a conversation with somebody and somebody says marriage, do I get stirred up about that? Do I get passionate about that? Does my, does my volume increase? Do I lean forward when I'm talking about those kind of things? Just notice those things about you so you'll know what to bring when you come. So then the, the setup of the tables, go on to the next one here. Whoops, I jumped ahead. There it is, discussion tables. Here are the topics. So in just a minute, we're going we're gonna to break up here and... Um, We'll spend the rest of our time talking about these ideas. But in the, in the context of these ideas, the two questions of the five things that Garvin just told us about, what do I have and what do I need? So questions, comments, clarifications?